0: and curse the patriarchy.
1: We can't live with these shows, and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating.
0: Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about perfect matches who also might be best friends
1: zachary Shalcross must be so jealous of all the bffs being made in the last batch of perfect match episodes on netflix i
0: think it really just goes to show that actually most people dating in this day and age think that best friends and partners are the same thing like you guys aren't that special it's just (laughs) what we're all out here doing so let's dive in and see how all our best friends are getting on
1: yeah, we we get to the end of season one of Perfect Match in this batch, and I am excited to talk about how everything ends up and a lot of man-baby behavior yeah. that happens in in the meantime. Yeah, the action,
0: like, actually picks <laughs> up toward the end of the season. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of frenetic, like, switching and <laughs> dastardly deeds. So we're at episode nine when we pick back up with this drop, and... We're, we're, we we're dive in with just some drama, like basically Francesca is currently paired with Abby and Damien with Inez, but those pairings aren't very stable, let's say, at all. at all, and where we pick back up is basically a drinking game that leads, of course, naturally to Damien stripping down to his birthday suit, and jumping in the pool, which is, like, all it takes to make Francesca completely question on matching with him. She's, like, she's stunned by the side of his penis.
1: (laughs) She's like, I saw a tiny, tiny bit of his dick. Not even the full dick, because he was covering it. Well, we don't know. Maybe she snuck a full shot in. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Everyone is very careful as they're, like, going to skinny dip to cover their... They're black yeah. box bits besides the ass, cause Netflix is in support of a full ass shot. Yeah. And jump right into the pool. A bunch of people, including Carousel, get naked. She's like, I shaved my hoo-ha to fuck. Carousel is always just saying stuff like this that <laughs> Carousel's iconic. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, like, the
0: most normal thing that, like, literally everyone on the show probably has a completely hairless hoo-ha at all times. And she's just like, look at me. I did this crazy thing. I shaved my hoo-ha to fuck. And it's like carousel. Just making content out of basically nothing. That's what she's a genius at. And so everyone follows Damien into the pool and starts making out. Francesca's, like, mesmerized by Damien's penile glimpse and white buns. But... Damien is trying to get even more of her attention by romancing Inez. He's, like, picking her up. He's twirling her around the pool, constantly glancing over at Francesca to see if she's clocking this, which she is.
1: She is, but it's so obvious what he's doing that everyone else starts talking about it. Like, Will starts in front of them reenacting what Damien is doing it's very funny
0: I Inez is so patient to deal with basically being a prop in Damien and Francesco's flirtation I feel
1: like Inez is just like all these people are my friends I like them all I'm not going to end up with any of them so like I'm just kind of chilling until it's time to leave it just takes great presence I feel
0: like if I were being used that way with all my friends, I would still start crying and go sulk in my bed. Oh, to be
1: clear, Sam. (laughs) Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just so we're on the
0: same page. (laughs) So, Francesca decides to get Damien's attention, it seems like, or at least this is how it is edited, by making out with with Carousel, her best friend. They're both bisexual, but they're not, uh, they haven't been romantically involved. They're just really good friends. They decide to just do some heavy making out in the pool. Joey and Damien are like, whooping and, like, enjoying how hot this is. But Abby is not into this, which I think is fair.
1: I think it's fair to not put stock in a casual makeout, and it's fair to put stock in a casual makeout. And I think what this just shows us is that Abby and Francesca are not really on the same page when it comes to expressing their sexualities within within the context of a relationship and otherwise. Yeah. And so Abby ends up kind of going to bed angrily and the next day she sits down for a chat with Fran. And it's interesting because it's clear that Francesca like it didn't even occur to her that this was what upset Abby. Like that's how just on different pages they are.
0: Yeah, but it's clear that Abby already thinks it's over. Like she has already told yeah. some of their friends, like, I'm not gonna be able to get over this. And that's just how I am. So she brings it up. She's like, I saw you making out with carousel. And Francesca's like, Oh yeah, we just do that sometimes. We're friends, we make out. And Abby's like, Why though? Like you could be making out with me. I don't understand why you're making out with her. It's just a bad look, like doesn't leave a good taste in my mouth. And Francesca is keeping very even and receptive. She's, like, repeating back a lot of what Abby is saying to her in an understanding tone. You know, she's being like, right, it's it doesn't sit well. No, I understand. But in her confessional, she's like, I think Abby is just using this as an excuse for other issues she has with dating a woman for the first time. It was just an innocent kiss. I I mean, it's. I believe that it was just an innocent kiss, but... I think it's also perfectly valid for Abby to be uncomfortable with it. And I do think it's interesting that the boyfriends and male love interests are just like, hell yeah, women kissing, that's entertainment for me. That's hot. Like, that's not threatening. But for Abby, I don't think that kissing another woman feels not threatening and just light entertainment for her in the same way. Because she takes that interaction more seriously, maybe, than... Joey might on some level, because a lot of men just don't see women as rivals to them in the same way.
1: Absolutely. And it's interesting because women could easily be rivals 100%. for Damien and Joey. <laughs> but yeah, they just don't take women as seriously. And and personally, I think Francesca, this is just a mismatch. Francesca just 100%. doesn't put a lot of value into a random makeout. Like We saw this even when there was truth or dare with Dom. Like, she's just like, this isn't a big deal. This has no bearing. Like, there are, like, real sexual interactions and there's sort of performative silliness and those aren't the same thing for her. And it's just like, that's fine. Francesca's just, like, super sexually open. She wants, like, an
0: open relationship, we later learn. Meanwhile, Abby doesn't tolerate even the slightest whiff of disloyalty to her, which I think are both perfectly fair ways to approach romantic relationship, but they are not well-suited to each other, and so it seems like things are over between them, and this leaves Francesca at loose ends, and later we see her just basically doing a little show for Damien in this, (laughs) where it's like she just walks up to him while he's sitting in a beach chair, and starts like dancing and twerking in her bikini, and just like being cute, just like doing a little cute routine for him.
1: This is Fran being like, do I just go back to Damien? Yeah, uh, TBD. And like seeing
0: if she can still get a rise out of him by doing this, which of course she can. He's obsessed with her. <laughs> exactly. It's just so wild to see it in, in action that she's just like do 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 time to go see if twerking in front of Damien still works, and it does. Nice, <laughs>
1: <laughs> nailed it, nailed it. This brings us to the dates. of this episode, Chloe and Mitchell are the ones heading into the boardroom and they are picking men to come into the house.
0: Yeah. Four of the previous men who have been in the house already. So they're trying to match Diamond first because she's just in this thing with Will that's very fresh. They dismiss Calvin because Chloe's like, I can't see them having sex. And Mitchell's like, I don't know about sex. I think Chloe's correct. I agree. <laughs> no, I think that she's giving that gut reaction of just like, they might both be like good people. Like Mitchell was saying, they might both be like good warm energy people, but do you really see them like romantically clicking? And like, Also,
1: Chloe is friends with Diamond. Yeah. She's like, I know what my girl likes. And she's just like, not, she's going to like Calvin, but she's yeah. not going to like, like Calvin.
0: I like Calvin, but seeing him on this show has made me see him a little bit differently, which Same. is like, I feel like he's just like the good guy friend that everyone is like, I hope he finds just the best woman, but <laughs> no one ever seems to have romantic chemistry with him.
1: He doesn't have a lot of heat that yeah. he emanates. And I think that that can work on the circle and it's harder in real life. It's He's he's not cut
0: out for for this kind of show. And <laughs> we know that now. He should go date in real life and meet a nice lady. So instead they match Diamond with Bartice, who... Has chemistry with everyone, and it it's never true. goes very far, very well. But
1: I totally see why <laughs> they made this match. Yeah, they're like Diamond will at least
0: enjoy, the probably date.
1: be attracted to Bartisse and yeah. have a good time. So Mitchell returns
0: alone, and surprise, surprise reveals Chloe is on a date with Shane, which we already knew was going to happen because Chloe was like, "I am sending myself on a date with Shane <laughs> yes. if he is on the board," and Diamond is getting sent on a date as well. And she's a little bummed to be going on a date and leaving Will. Cut to Will in his confessional, being like, I'm a competitive dude, but I don't think I have a genuine connection with Diamond. He's such a dick.
1: (laughs) He's such a dick. It's just
0: like, why? No, I know why. It's a game of strategy. But it is sad to see women kind of genuinely investing in the possibility of something with him when him matching with them was nakedly strategic and they don't know that they haven't been informed
1: yeah like everyone at least understands what chase is doing with will it's a little bit more opaque
0: yeah and he's not even saying to the cameras like our connection i don't know if it's you know perfect match material he's like i don't think it's genuine i don't think it's real gameplay (laughs) fuck you man so chloe surprises shane on the beach she leaps into his arms she's like you're the one thrilled you're the one i want He's thrilled. Their date is playing on the beach with a tiny monkey escape artist. They brought just <laughs> a really tiny cute. unharnessed monkey out on the beach. It keeps making a break for the woods.
1: It's very cute, it's though. so cute.
0: The monkey's name is Keisha, which Chloe immediately ignores, and she renames it Showy for Shane and Chloe.
1: That's their celebrity portmanteau.
0: She comes up with another celebrity portmanteau for them later. She just keeps try- She keeps trying <laughs> new ones. Chloe tells Shane that there's nothing there with Mitchell, and that she told Mitchell she was choosing him. And she's like, "You weren't the second choice. I just needed to make sure with Mitchell we didn't have much closure with our relationship. We needed I needed to really have that finally before exploring with you.
1: I'm just going to point out that this would have been a great opportunity for Shane to share any misgivings he had to talk anything through, yeah. He's been given an opening. He just seems glad to be there. Like, he he <laughs> says, I think, that he's a little
0: afraid, of course. He's like, yeah, I'm so glad yeah. to see you. But, of course, th- there's some fear there. But they don't really dig into it. He's just like, glad to be picked, glad to be on the team, hoping it goes better this time. Bartiz and Diamond meet, <laughs> basically, to <just> sit <laughs> on bar stools in the middle of, like, a plaza, and they're really make phoning it in on
1: some of these days. <laughs> they're doing
0: literal pottery at this <laughs> makeshift high table. And she tells him she has her own jewelry line. And he sees the synergy because there's nothing Bartice loves more than a woman who could be both romantic and a business partner. He's like, I also love jewelry. If we matched, we could start a men's line.
1: It seems to be actually the thing that he likes the best about women other than their hotness. Yeah. He's like, can this woman give me business opportunities?
0: Yeah. Hotness, business opportunities. How much of my bullshit will she tolerate without ever (laughs) calling me on it? That's the perfect trifecta in Bartises. And you
1: wonder why he can't find a long-term partner. It's shocking.
0: I'm sure that perfect business mogul model... (laughs) woman with just nothing but limitless patience for him is out there (laughs) so it's time for the mixer chloe (laughs) pulls a bit of a prank as she returns emotional like crying she's like shane told me he hated me never wanted to see me again and everyone is like surrounding her comforting her being like oh i'm so sorry sweetie and then shane appears and chloe's
1: like joking Mitchell was the only one that didn't buy it. He's like, I know, Chloe. She seemed way too happy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're basically all over each other all night. At one point, we see Shane telling her that he has very strong swimmers, so she could have a baby in two seconds, to which I must say, Shane, how do you know this?
1: He's been signing up for those modern fertility kits that I've seen all (laughs) over Instagram. But, like, why, though? (laughs) Just for for the information. (laughs) Just for the bragging rights, Claire. (laughs) Can you imagine? It's like women going around and being like, I have the best follicle count. I, I, I have mean, incredible A- AMH levels.
0: I just, I was like, are you confessing to having like multiple oopsies right now? Like, wh- what is this conversation we're having? I am going to start bragging about my follicle count. I don't know what it is, but no one else does either. So you're
1: like, I'll find out and let you know. <laughs> and if I don't find out, I'll
0: make it up. I'll, I'll make, make it it's
1: unimpressive.
0: Nick Cliche then appears and tells the group that it's time to get serious so this is the first mixer where basically if you don't think your perfect match is in the house you need to leave at the end of the night there's no more like just match with someone and stick around it's it's real you gotta pick a perfect match and so it's it's time to like jockey for the top the top options uh and francesca is single and This And so is Abby. So there is this feeding frenzy around Francesca.
1: (laughs) There's basically not a man who comes into the house other than, like, Joey, who isn't always looking for a moment to just, like, get on in there with Francesca. Even if she's given zero indication that she's into them. Like, Nick. And I want to say that Joey had just already been there, done that, and was like, that didn't end
0: well. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. So, Will has clocked that Francesca is single. It's time for him to pounce. I was thrilled with this because I called this. I was like, they are very compatible in how they look at the game. game. I agree. She thinks he's hot. Like, they should try things out. He agrees. So, he sits her down and he's like, We're very similar. And she's like, We are very similar. We're both confident, some might say arrogant we both have a really competitive mindset and we bring that same energy that no one else is
1: really bringing like villain energy like <laughs>
0: hardcore
1: <laughs> cutthroat villain energy will really makes a play oh, he's yeah. like look all the guys have things to offer but do they have what i have to offer no it's like i will <laughs> bring you the best deal i'll cut costs he's truly like a <laughs> vendor bidding on a
0: contract he's like here's my business plan here's my powerpoint
1: <laughs> the thing is that Fran is a little different from Will in that, like, she can't just 100% ditch someone she had some level of commitment to in the way that Will can. Like, he's full, cold-blooded. Yeah. And she's like, I would have been into this, but you're kind of in here too late.
0: Yeah. Well, she also understands the strategic value of loyalty. like. Yes.
1: People Such like Chase, point.
0: who are just like, or Bartiz, who can't be relied on, they don't necessarily stay in the house.
1: Right. The it's not time. like Will, Bartiz, or Chase really had the best run.
0: Right. They're too cutthroat. People need to feel like they can kind of rely on you. And Francesca is not willing to cut bait immediately. Um But also, she does get emotionally attached. She likes Damien. And Will, she's like, if you've been here from the beginning, we would have smashed this thing together. But, like, you're coming in a little late. I've got attachments. So they they put a pin in that conversation. Abby grabs Francesca and is basically
1: like, I think we're over after the kiss. And Fran's like, yeah. Yeah. But this is a good follow-up conversation. I feel like they kind of reach a place of understanding where they're both just like, neither of us really did anything wrong, but we aren't a match for each other.
0: Yeah. Francesca really puts a lot of weight on how Abby's new to dating women. She's like, I was trying to treat you like a little baby bird and not pressure you or touch you. And something got lost in translation. I do feel like it probably is, that's a dynamic I can't understand. And that Abby is I, new to as well. But I also yeah. feel like it was a little unfair of Francesca to act like this was just Abby being inexperienced because she can still prefer that her girlfriends not make out with other people.
1: Totally. Like, I feel like Kate, if that like, was more referring to the fact that Francesca wasn't like aggressively yeah, sexually going after Abby. That definitely Abby. was. Not, not the carousel part. Yeah. And having watched Abby on 20 somethings, I, I will say that like she is. She, it's clear that she has kind of gone on a journey in the last couple years and still is figuring out her, like, comfort levels and, like, what works with her in terms of dating women. So I'm not totally surprised that Fran might have gotten that sense from her. Yeah.
0: No, I, it almost, in that moment, was that, seemed like Fran was trying to say, like, oh, I wasn't going to come over and make out with you because I didn't want to. Right. And that's a slightly different issue from whether it's then okay to make out with someone else. Yes. Um. But yeah, they leave things on good terms and are basically just like, we weren't well suited.
1: They've both been, been posting a lot of nice content about like the representation on the show between the two of them and Carousel. I've enjoyed, oh. enjoyed that.
0: And Damien is still with Inez, but not for long. he, talks with Inez and admits that he's still thinking about Francesca because he's like, Francesca's single, it's time for me to move back in that direction. And Inez has been, like, watching Damien and Francesca.
1: She's so smart and so perceptive and so just, like, articulates herself in such beautiful ways about love and relationships. She
0: tells him that good love is something that makes you grow and bad love can be toxic and she says, you know, Francesca isn't a bad person, but your dynamic with Francesca dumping you for Abby and like the way you're still interested in her. It's not good. It's not good for you. And I can see you're still attracted to that. And I'm not into that. Like, I want to be with someone who's drawn to good love. And that's not you right now. So best of luck and no hard feelings. <laughs> and she says goodbye. She's like, that's it for me.
1: I've, I've had my run. She leaves the villa it's clear that she is basically universally adored you see like yeah. Fran and carousel start to cry like everyone is so sad. Yeah. She's, and she remains very close universally with a lot of the adored cast. by me and also I'm obsessed with her forecast I need her to drop the outfit guide episode by oh, episode seriously uh, on that note we're gonna take a quick break we'll be back with the rest of the mixer. can you keep If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't, (laughs) turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary.
0: With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux Home blanket.
1: There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy.
0: I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin we all carry around these stressors right and when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively
1: therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down
0: if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try
1: Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI.
0: Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: And we are back and it is time for Mitchell to shoot his shot with Georgia, even though it's so obvious that he's going to get rejected. Oh yeah.
0: He also keeps being like, "Oh, I feel like such a fairkin hand job. I <laughs> such a hand job to be doing this." <laughs> Love learning that hand job is now just an all-purpose insult. <laughs> I'm like, is this what you, what, how you do like sexualized insults when you're not comfortable with sex? You're just like handjobs. That's something yeah. I'm comfortable even contemplating. <laughs> he did give Dom a heads up about this earlier. their buddies. And so he's kind of, he's done this the appropriate way. That doesn't mean he will be successful. Dom is he, like, shoot your shot, bud. Yeah. Dom is like, Godspeed, my friend. <laughs> yeah. See you back on the other side. So he tells her that he told Dom he clicks with her the best. And Georgia gives him this pitying look. Like, he just told her the saddest thing. Like, my fiancé just dumped me the night before a wedding. She looks at him like, oh, yeah. (laughs) She just feels so bad for him.
1: (laughs) She's like, look, I'm close friends with Chloe. Dom and I are solid. And Mitch is like, well, had to shoot my shot. I'm going to go now. (laughs) Yeah. So he's... He's out. I think the minute he sees that look of pity in her eyes, when he he's like, has, I know.
0: I think he's I think like, yeah. he almost
1: kind of <laughs> knew before he even did it. But he's like, I gotta. You go on this I just the have show, to do this. and you're like,
0: Am I really gonna leave without even having saying the conversation? Anything. Yeah, yeah. So next, uh, we have to deal with the Bartisse, Abby, and Will sort of cluster. Will and Diamond are matched at this point and bartese has entered the house abby is now at loose ends and Bartiz has been exploring his options shocker <laughs> at the beginning of the night <laughs> Bartiz's <laughs> hobby is exploring his options <laughs> he's like at the beginning of the night diamond is at the top of my list she's obviously she's the most recent hot woman he's talked to
1: And that won't be the case for long. So good luck to Diamond. It literally (laughs) means nothing. Like, he loves to use this. He's like, right now, I would pick you. And I'm like, Vartese, that means nothing. That just means that she is literally the person
0: you're talking to right now. Like... (laughs) <laughs> if she lets you talk to anyone else, that power ranking will immediately shift. Exactly. So he'll he ends up pulling Abby aside to chat, and they have a flirtation that mostly consists of just blushing and smiling at each other and being like, "I'm vibing." Like this is such a vibe. And Diamond clocks this and decides to pull him for a chat to try to match with him before it's too late. Because uh, part of it is just getting in there early, especially it's true. with Bartiz. And she heads off to find him and sees him kiss Abby. And she's like, okay, well, that's rude. Um, probably should have told me that he was exploring other options so I wouldn't be looking like Boo Boo the Fool on damn camera. This I is love the thing. Diamond. Everyone is always exploring their options. And somehow it is just Bartice who is constantly doing it in a way that ends up upsetting and offending the, because the other Because most women.
1: people are like, hey... This is how I feel. Like, at the beginning of the night, it kind of seems like the couples generally have a check-in. Yeah. Or during a date, they'll have a check-in. And they'll make it clear, like, I'm still open or I'm good with you. Yeah. But Bartiz is just constantly lying to women and then pretending he didn't lie. Because he's like, well, I said at this moment that you're my number one. Yeah. I didn't say... I didn't say that couldn't change in, like, 15
0: minutes. Yeah. He's acting like he didn't have those conversations. Like, he's just like, we're here on a show, and we're all exploring our options all the time. And it's like, yeah, but you did tell
1: her that you felt really good about things between (sighs) you. Unfortunately, for Abby and Diamond, like, Bartice, they have no context for Bartice. They haven't seen him in anything. They don't know him at all.
0: They're all gonna have this realization on camera just... (laughs) Like so many other women have. So Diamond now has to reconsider Will, even though she's not totally sure that it's a love connection. And she sits down with him and she's like, so, yeah, Bartice is doing his thing. That's not what he told me was going to happen. I just want people to be honest. And he's like, I'm always honest. So to be honest, I was just talking to Francesca about how I'm into her. And Diamond is not impressed by this She's just either. like, uh,
1: okay, I guess good luck to you. Yeah. You're option number five. She was, was like, hilarious. oh, now you're
0: being honest. You didn't tell me before you had feelings for Francesca. You had them already and didn't tell me. And then you just saw an opportunity. She's and like, everyone's like, yeah. just hiding shit.
1: <laughs> Will's just like, yes.
0: <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I was just telling her I- I'm an option. And she says, well, I hope you might be that option since you're number
1: five. And then she sashes with her out. head high, yeah. heads out of the villa, I assume, to go find her other friends. Damien tells Francesca that he is all in. It's her or bust.
0: He says, you're my ride or die, which I don't think you get to decide for someone else.
1: I'm also like, if she was your ride or die, you would die. Because she already <laughs> left you. <laughs> And she
0: is not quite as all-in as he is. She's torn between him and this beautiful temptress of a blonde Hercules, Will. She thinks Will like she's, is so hot.
1: Yeah, she says that, but then I'm like, I don't think she's actually that torn.
0: No, I think that what she feels with Will is mostly more a bit of maybe regret that they didn't get to have something earlier in the process. Right, And now it's sort of like a wistful, like, the road not taken. (laughs) But it's clearly not going to happen. Joey, however, sees that Damien is talking to Francesca. He's with Will. And he's like, if you want a chance, you got to go now before they match. And this is where, if there was any chance of Francesca going with Will, that's completely shattered. Will basically shits the bed. It's wild. This is the most inept steal I've ever seen on a reality show.
1: Will is like, I'm the most confident man around and then proceeds to just like <laughs> awkwardly stand over Damien and Francesca and like mutter. The
0: way that he like lumbers over and looms over them and very incoherently, he like grabs Damien's hand for like a man hug. And while he's doing that, he's like, oh, just, just still for a second, just have a second to talk with her. And once Damien figures out what he's asking, he's like, sure. After Damien leaves, he remains standing over Francesca and starts nervously muttering, being like, oh, I didn't want to interrupt. People were telling me you should come over, and I just, like, didn't know how to happening I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> and she's like, I literally <laughs> cannot hear you. Like, you're whispering. <laughs> you're, like, standing over me, whispering. <laughs> and you Eventually, can just see her attraction to him kind of, like, it's curling like up and withering. <laughs> you can see
1: he- Francesca get the ick. Like, so in real quickly. time, so many times over the course of the Honestly, it's really satisfying. I love seeing men rejected by Francesca. <laughs> I find it very satisfying. This
0: is the root of why you're such a Francesca fan, I think. So yeah, many opportunities like, to see a woman rejecting a man.
1: Exactly. It's really, exactly. That's what I like best about her.
0: <laughs> and so, finally, he sits and slightly more clearly is like, so what's the deal? Like, are you staying with Damien or not? Which is also... Like, if you're really trying to make a play for her, not an appealing way to compete with Damien.
1: And she's like, yeah, man, I, I am? Like,
0: yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm going to through. he's like,
1: okay, I, I guess I'm going to go, by."
0: <laughs> Just a disaster. Well, you can see the minute that Will is genuinely interested in a woman, or at least, like, thinks, wow, this woman is really hot and impressive, And not so totally beneath me. He just crumbles. Like, all of his confidence and bravado with women is clearly based on thinking that they're, like, less than him. And with
1: Francesca, Uh. it all goes away. (laughs) So at the end of the night, Francesca and Damien are match, Georgia and Dom, Abby and Bartice, Shane and Chloe, and Carousel and Joey. And that brings us right into episode 10. And we start
0: with the compatibility challenge. The couples will be going into the boardroom one by one, answering questions about each other and their relationship and they're answering questions like true or false your partner wants to get married in the next two years and for some reason Francesca guesses false about Damien even though he literally went on an instant marriage show like two years ago (laughs) and she is wrong he does want to get married and Damien is surprised to learn that Francesca does want an open relationship which seems troubling, like maybe something they should have discussed.
1: Also, I'm like, I'm not surprised to learn that Francesca wants an open relationship.
0: Abby is shocked to learn that Bartice would not leave Dallas for a partner.
1: Again, I was not shocked.
0: She's like, Dallas, why are you so attached to Dallas? And I'm like, he's attached to doing whatever Bartiz feels like doing.
1: (laughs) Also, I was like, "Uh, right, we do know Bartiz better than Abby because we've watched him on three different shows now. Yeah, (laughs) Bartiz is basically part of my social circle at this point.
0: (laughs) Um, The final question is, your partner thinks they found their perfect match. Abby and Bartiz really struggle with this because they just matched.
1: It is rough. It's like how oh, it's a rude how do question. you take that? It's a yeah. very rude question for the two of them. They're like, I mean, no, but as of now, sure. Like I, I don't They're know how this, I would have. They have to this. do this
0: sort of little psychological game of like, well, obviously we're not at the point where we can confidently say that. But what will make the other person feel? Like I'm on the same wavelength as them. And they and both they just, guess. <laughs> and they guess wrong. <laughs> and they guess wrong. Bartise guesses false. Abby guesses true. They're both horrified and like embarrassed. And the final results come in. And of course, they came in last. Damien and Francesca came in fourth, although they have known each other almost the longest. I think compared to Joey and Carousel around this, maybe around the same amount of time.
1: Yeah, I agree. Joey and Carousel win. They are just, like, by far and away the most real couple there.
0: Yeah, like, the others are all just, like, reality show contestant couples, and I actually feel like Joey and Carousel have a relationship. I mean, Joey and Carousel
1: actually kind of dated on and off before. Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and so they they win the date, which is an opportunity for Joey to tell her that he's ready for them to talk about moving in together, which is a huge step. Just talking Laying about little it. Little breadcrumbs, Joey. And the two losing as couples are extremely shaken up. Especially for Abby. Abby. <laughs>
1: oh my god. They have to sit down and discuss the way that they each interpreted the perfect match question. This is excruciating. Was rough.
0: She has to be like, don't worry, I'm not trying to marry you right now. It just means, like, I fuck with you. And when, like, false, that felt like saying, I don't want to see where this is going. And Bartisse is like, well, no, it just meant, like, I can't say that it's a perfect match right now, because we're not sure. And she's like, oh, it still kind of feels like a hard rejection, even as you're telling me that. And they just... Abby is sort of inflexible, like, when she, she is. feels hurt, like, all her defenses go up, and it's
1: very hard to talk her out of that. Which sometimes really serves her, and other times does not. Like, I think in this question, she in this conversation, she could have been a little more flexible. A little more flexible. At, at other times, she's just inflexible enough.
0: You have to start to learn, and it's hard in an environment like this, of course, where you're on... TV and, like, everything is being judged and you're like, am I going to look stupid? But you have to sort of learn the difference between, like, this is me protecting myself truly and, like, protecting a boundary and this is me just, like, refusing to have a conversation (laughs) about each other's intentions. So that the day ends badly, but having slept on it by morning, they're both feeling better and Abby says, it's good. Like, I was just processing, I understand. So they're still together.
1: Meanwhile, Francesca and Damien are also in this weird place. It seems like Damien is like, yeah, it's cool. Everything's cool. But he's just been kind of stewing on the fact that she said that she would be interested in an open relationship.
0: Yeah. Damien... I do, everyone feels for him in this relationship, and, and I do too, but it's also like he's doing it to himself. Everyone's like, I wish, he's such a sad puppy, I wish he could find someone to be happy with. But you can see him at every point making the calculation of like, if I'm gonna have a girl this hot, this high status, mm-hmm. these are the compromises I have to make. I just have to swallow it. And that's not a choice that's making him happy, but he can't let go of getting the girl, He was
1: never going to exit this relationship unless Fran forced him to. Like, she was always going to have to be the one to be like, this just doesn't seem like the best match long term.
0: Yeah. And so he's sitting there on the couch with her, with the whole group. And she's like, yeah, I was the only one, I guess, who said I wanted an open relationship. And he's like, yeah, if we had an open relationship, I could just go out and hook up with some girl and never tell you And everyone's like, no, that's not.
1: I also have to say that a lot of people in this room are being like really weirdly judgmental and prudish about open relationships. Like I personally don't want an open relationship, but open relationships, if they are done in a healthy way, like people prefer them and they involve a lot of communication and mutual consent. It's not just like, I get to go cheat on you and I don't really love my partner. I mean, that was mainly Damien. (laughs) And everyone was like, no, that's
0: not actually what it is. There were a few other
1: people that were just like, well, if you're really in love with someone, you like can't be interested in someone else. And I'm like, yeah, maybe for you, but maybe not for other people.
0: Yeah, I feel like it is hard for people um because people, you know, you'll say something like, Oh, well, when I'm really in love, I can't do that. And it sort of insinuates that no one else should be able to do that. But there is this difficulty that people have with making that leap from like this. Right, is Right, like would separating work for me, their to, like, own.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, but even Abby, who hates open relationships clearly, is just like, you can't just go like fuck someone else and not tell her, like it's more complicated. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I think also that. anyone anyone who's in the <laughs> queer community is probably just better versed than, like, fucking yeah. Damien.
0: <laughs> I actually think even, like, what, like, yeah, to actually know about open relationships is to maybe say, like, to look over and see you making out with someone when we haven't discussed our boundaries is not actually how this works. There are conversations involved. She's like, uh, our Francesca is like, I couldn't have just one penis my whole life. And he's like, I'm not arguing with you. And then she says, threesomes are the fucking best. And he's like, sounds like it. <laughs> Tension all around them is thick as wet cement. Everyone is like, please get me out of here.
1: <laughs> you can see the foreshadowing at this point. You can see Fran being like, I got to Yeah. Maybe this is not good.
0: You can sense what the vibe in their relationship would be like <laughs> in like 20 years. Bad. Bad. So it's time for the the dates to be selected. And in the boardroom, there is a switch up. There are now two men and two women on the board, and there will be a man and a woman from the house going on a date. On the board are Chase, Colony, Nick, and Elsie.
1: This is basically designed to allow both Bartice and Abby to go on a date. Which I also makes think sense. it's just fair to have equal opportunity oh, true, final, a final day. day. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. which like to have it just be the men or the women who get a new option in the final week Good seems call. a bit unfair. So they pull up Bartice, they try to match him, because they've noticed he's staying very open and not committing to anyone, which I've clocked that as well. (laughs) They match him with Elsie. Bartice is easy to match because he can just have chemistry with a paper bag. And Elsie is similar. She's very fun. And next they try to match Abby carousel decides that she would be toxic with chase but she's like maybe she'd be a good match with nick they'd have cute kids and joey says i think they'd have really ugly kids But that's besides the point
1: (laughs) rude joey
0: (laughs) you're one to talk um you never know uh what kids will look like but i think they could have cute kids
1: i agree on that note we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with the rest of this episode can you keep Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry and even taste your cake.
0: Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process
1: super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungely as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola.
0: Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Article believes in delightful design for every home.
1: And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices too. And uh, it just really like elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it. So comfortable, so chic. Also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. Article is
0: offering our listeners
1: $50 off your
0: first purchase of 100 dollars or more.
1: They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we're back, and it's time for the dates.
0: So Abby meets Nick for Beach Bocce. He immediately recognizes her from the show that she did. He he seems to have done a lot of research. He is, like, prepared.
1: I mean, this makes sense.
0: He did start the show by being like, I put all the women into an algorithm. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's a data guy. You think he wasn't going to research? <laughs> yeah, he's hacking
0: this. She is so embarrassed that he watched it. But aside from that, they seem to have a really fun time. She's still focused on Bartice, though. Like, she's a loyalty gal. She's like, until Mm -hmm. you have betrayed me to the point that I can never forgive you, you're my person. Bartiz, however, is not a loyalty guy, and he's meeting (laughs) Elsie in town.
1: He's, like, whatever the opposite of a loyalty (laughs) guy is.
0: They walk through the streets, they write their names on a love lock and, like, attach it to a railing by the water. They have a good vibe together. No surprise there.
1: Yeah, as you said, it's like both of them could kind of talk to anyone, so this just, it works well enough. And then it's time for the mixer, and
0: once again... Nick Lachey informs them that if their perfect match isn't there that night, they do have to leave the house. Everyone is decked out in their finest. Francesca is in a dress that requires everyone to be on nipple watch, which is kind of the style on these shows. Chloe is in like a black, sparkly crop top with the puppies out for Shane. And I this love is, Chloe. I love this moment. He's like, Well, but what about in Chicago? Like, if it's cold, what would you wear? And she's like, Full black, leather, sleeveless. Sip that goes all the way down. And he's like, I was
1: like hell yeah. <laughs> I think you got to wear sleeves <laughs> in know, Chicago. <laughs> You're going to be so cold. I'm worried. Uh, so
0: <laughs> it's basically like a, a costume that she's described. <laughs> I'm obsessed. So Elsie and Bartiz join the mixer and then Nick and Abby Shane is thrilled to see Nick. He's like, my dear friend, I will rip his heart out. I will mess his teeth up. I will knock his brains out of his skull if he even comes close to touching my girl. I love male friendship. It's so beautiful. (laughs) It's so sweet. Bartiz and Abby reconnect, and she says, the whole time I was with Nick, I was just thinking about you. And Bartiz
1: shockingly says the same. This is the most loyalty we have seen out of Bartise all season, and it won't yeah. last long. Honestly, I would be
0: insulted watching this back as Elsie. I would be like, the one time you didn't want to fuck over
1: <laughs> Although, <your partner." laughs> I do think... I'm like, what was production doing to just be like, well, we got to get Nick and Elsie in there at the same time because they yeah. have a history.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nick
1: and Elsie are definitely excited
0: to see each other. He... Apparently, Abby was not on, on Nick's list, although he did watch the show. But guess who was? LC. They had been... They follow
1: each other on Instagram. In each other's
0: DMs before. She's like, I would just love for Nick to magically fall in love with me. It's almost like they're not that interested in the people they went on dates with. They're, they're just excited to reconnect. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so no one's upset that Bartise and Abby are back together. Bartisa and Abby are happy. Nick and Elsie are happy. It kind of works out for everyone.
0: I also love getting this little window into like the Instagram social scene that people are in when they come off the show where she's like, I watched your show. And so I added you on Instagram and then you didn't follow me back until you posted like a poll for your followers. (laughs) Like just curious, are you single or in a relationship? And I said single and you immediately added me back. And Nick is like, ah, yeah, I don't know. Hmm, it must have hmm. a coincidence, I think. Weird. <laughs> I was like, damn, that sounds stressful. Uh, meanwhile, we have a fun little sidebar called Operation Cliché.
1: I loved this. Chloe. Oh, my God. Chloe, <laughs> Chloe is such... She's like Such a middle a schooler with a crush at heart. I'm obsessed with her.
0: <laughs> She's so pure. She's decided to use Shane's love language to express her feelings for him. I guess it's words of affirmation. And she sits down with Georgia to plan this during the day. And Georgia's like, so you're going to write him a poem? And Chloe's like, no, even better,
1: a rap. It's not a rap. <laughs> and it's, it's barely not better a than a poem. <laughs> it's barely a poem. So Georgia's like, well, I guess I'll I guess I'll write one for Dom too. Yeah. At the mixer, Georgia and Chloe are like, okay, come on, everyone. It's time for a performance. Are I don't even want to call them raps. They're not raps.
0: Yeah. Georgia goes. Georgia's first. I would
1: I would call Georgia's a poem.
0: It Georgia's is a poem. She uses a banana as a mic. And I feel like she delivers
1: gonna, it with the correct cadence. I would gonna, you should I <laughs> Do you want to read this? Who one? wants the honor of reading this poem? Well, or- do you want Chloe's or do you want? Oh, that's a Georgia's? good question. You you can you can do this one. Okay. <laughs> we Claire did transcribe these in full, and I was like, that is the only way to yeah. discuss these beautiful works of art. <laughs> George's Dom, you've got it going on. In a house full of males, you have the sickest nails. You like cereal, donut, and pie. You are my kind of guy. A tattooed punk who loves anime. For you, I would even relocate away. Thanks for being such a catch. I've definitely found my perfect match. Um, Honestly, uh, she, she nailed it. It was so good. And when she hit that donut
0: and did not pluralize it, I was like, hell yeah. That's what I'm here for. This is so Australian. Uh, then Chloe takes the banana. Here is what she describes as the product of five hours of her life. And they do drop a beat in the back for her. It's great. Shane, you being a mummy's boy fills me full of joy. You make me insane in the membrane. This is a wrap to show my love for you. I can't contain this compatibility. Please trust in me. I'm going to fly overseas and try and be the girl of your dreams. We've been through some shit, but because of your patience, we've turned it around quick. With laughter and kisses, this isn't one to miss. I love that you are a chinky monkey because I'm one too. I'm sorry once again for what we have been through. But listen, when I say this, it's never been more true. I can say I found my perfect match and I'm falling in love with you. I'm going to
1: say your cadence
0: was better than Chloe's. (laughs) I was trying to replicate hers, but it was hard. Um You did sh- the insane in the membrane. Insane perfectly. in the membrane.
1: <laughs> Shane immediately just like picks her up and passionately kisses her. She's declared I love that her Chloe, love. She has just done this big show, and Shane is like, this is definitely the moment. In about 10 minutes, I'm gonna pick an epic. I'm fight gonna with lose Chloe. my shit. So
0: <laughs> by the end of the night. Things are starting to chill out a little bit. Bartiz and Abby match, Joey and Carousel match, George and Dom match, Damian and Francesca match, Elsie and Nick match. But for some reason, things are not going to go so smoothly for Shane and Chloe. And it all starts with Elsie just trying to get the hot goss from the people who are in the house. She asks Shane what his story was with Chloe. He recounts the whole saga with Mitchell. And she says, like my therapist, and how does that make you feel? And he's like, uh, I don't know. And she's like, I would feel a little insecure. And he's like, oh, well, you know, they have this history. I get it. And she's like, yeah, but history. Like, it should be in the past, right? She is fully shit-stirring.
1: Fully shit-stirring. But also, Shane is so weak and insecure that all it takes is, like, two sentences from Elsie yeah. to make him completely melt down. He
0: needs everyone around them to be swaddling him in a cocoon of like, Chloe <laughs> loves you. Chloe wouldn't, you know, is the best girlfriend. Like, you're so lucky. Like, One Shane, dissenting voice, he goes to pieces. Elsie doesn't even know Chloe. I know. She just <laughs> got here. <laughs> and so he's, <laughs> insecurity is fully reactivated. He pulls Chloe for a deep conversation about the Mitchell of it all. And he's like, let's talk about the whole pool incident. And she's like, the what now? (laughs) And in case you've forgotten, Chloe clearly didn't have any idea. This is in reference to how when she and Mitchell rematched and Shane left the house, she and Mitchell went upstairs to the bedroom, jumped in the pool on the balcony and the water came over the edge and splashed Shane where he was sitting. Beneath. And also Bartice, And also Bartice. <laughs> and Chloe is like, oh, well, I didn't, like, intentionally pour water on you. I actually thought you were gone. And then she says, I know I was a shit person that night. And then she pauses and she's like, no, I'm not going to say that. I wasn't a shit person that night. Oh,
1: this, I'm like, Chloe has great emotional maturity, Yeah, she's like, I'm going to take a beat here
0: and really think about what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say I was a shit person. And Shane helpfully says, no offense, you are definitely a shit person when you splash water on me that night. No offense,
1: you're a horrible person. No offense,
0: you're just a really shit person. And she's like, well, I didn't intend to. And he says, but you still did it. But I do think that intent actually matters towards shitness of personhood, Shane.
1: Especially... When it's something like, I jumped in a pool, water went over the edge. I didn't know you were there.
0: It like, can you imagine him accepting being called a shitty person over
1: over something that he did no, without even like, realizing it? Do I it? believe that that really stung for Shane? Absolutely, and that felt like shit. Of course. But Chloe's not a shit person as a result of that. Like you it's can have really, been embarrassed yeah. and also she's not a shit person and she's also been very open to discussion about what happened with her and Mitch.
0: Yeah. He, you can see him like trying to double down and be like, no, you should loathe yourself. You should be demeaned.
1: I also love, I mean, I don't love, but I find it hilarious that he's like, this is the most humiliating thing anyone's ever done to me in, in my life. I'm like, Shane, Eight months ago, you got left at the altar on national television. This is the this is the most Yeah, Chloe Clock the most embarrassing <laughs> thing that happened to you like on TV. Yeah. I but everything
0: is the worst for Shane. Like there's no yeah. there's no regulating of his emotional reactions he, to things. Oh he
1: has no ability. It's yeah it's
0: kind of depressing. And he is starting to question whether her feelings for him are genuine. And she, she tries to really ex- explain more what actually happened so to help him understand. And she says, look, I was feeling these strong feelings for you. I was falling for you, but it was so new. And I just wasn't sure if it was real. I was questioning what was real. She, Mitchell and I already had this serious relationship in the past. We had this history. And you can see her trying to sort of lay out, like, look, we met on this competition reality show. Like, yeah. I know Mitchell actually cares for me because we had an eight month relationship. Do I know that this other guy I met twenty four hours two ago days? really cares about me? No. Like you get, you're like, who is safer for me to entrust myself to? It's the person that I know really sees me as a person already, and I think that's like reasonable. She's everything. Really Chloe is saying best.
1: is reasonable. Everything she says is reasonable. And
0: I say that as someone who, like, when she gave up on Shane for Mitchell, was like, Really, you want to get back with this guy that broke up with you? Move forward. But I I understand her reasoning. I think it's perfectly fair for her to make that case. And I did appreciate seeing that she doesn't really take Shane's shit. She's no, like 23 she doesn't. and she is so self-possessed.
1: Oh my God. She's 10 years younger than him, and she's having to calmly explain really, like, basic emotional and communication skills to him. It's kind of wild. Shane just walks away, goes to vent to Francesca, who I'm going to say doesn't really look like she wants to be vented to he by him. He just, like, him. sees
0: a woman sitting alone and is
1: like, <laughs> <Yeah>. here, <laughs> let me complain about Francesca another woman to you. just keeps being like, well, do you want to talk to Chloe first? Like, we don't… We don't have (laughs) to She's like, I
0: honestly don't give a fuck. Uh, (laughs) Chloe comes over and is like, can we, I don't like how we left things. Can we talk? And he's like, oh, I was just going to talk to Francesca for a second. And this pisses Chloe off. She's like, I feel like I'm butting my head against a brick wall. Like, I don't know what to do. And this, like, re-enrages Shane. Who keeps trying to corner her into admitting that she was celebrating choosing Mitchell and that Shane was going home when she splashed him that night. And she was being like, no, I just went upstairs. And he threw me in the pool. And he's like, oh, to do what? To celebrate?
1: Just like a baby lawyer. Just like mock trial ass display. She finally is just like, this, I'm over this. Like, no. And she just walks away. She goes upstairs and she goes to bed. Yeah, she without
0: matching. So the night is basically ending. They haven't agreed to match. She goes to bed. And Shane is like, oh, see? When it gets hard, she'll just go to bed and walk away. And literally every other person is like, what are you talking about,
1: dude? Like, what? (laughs) I loved this. Like, everyone else is like, Shane, you're being a fucking baby. I know.
0: I have, like, a bullet-pointed list of everyone. Damien is like, just go up there and be like, you're my girl. We'll handle this in bed. And I'm like, what do you mean we'll handle this in bed, Damien? Okay, Damien. (laughs) (laughs) Nick. Tries to buttonhole him and be like, You're self sabotaging. Don't be so ridiculous. Literally, what are you doing? Correct, Nick. Carousel is like, Put your partner before your pride. That's what I did because everything is an opportunity for Carousel to point out that she has figured out relationships, which is true. And we are all, we all applaud you, Carousel.
1: But this brings us to my very favorite, which the first time I watched this, I literally was transcribing it and sending it to you. I'm like, even Joey knows that Shane is being an idiot. Joey, in an interview, is just like, Chloe and Shane have zero communication in their relationship. It puts everyone in an awkward situation. He looks direct at the camera and says, grow the fuck up, Shane. Jesus Christ. To be one of like the oldest people on
0: the show and to be one of the babyest ones, like he's the most baby of anyone there. It's embarrassing. It's pathetic. It's truly pathetic. The most humiliating thing that's ever been done to Shane on TV is the stuff he's done to himself. Truly. Like, and I don't discount how humiliating it is to be left at the altar or even to be unintentionally splashed with water by your ex-lover and her new boyfriend. But like (laughs) this
1: is way worse. Yeah, this is embarrassing.
0: And it's self-inflicted. So finally, they convince him to go upstairs. He, like, jumps on Chloe in bed. And she's like, no, I don't want to talk right now. We already talked. I just want to talk in the morning. He gets
1: up and mutters, I don't think I want to talk in the morning then. He's like, if you, he is just that person who's like, if you don't completely hew to what I want when I want it and, like, bend to my terms of this argument, I will leave you.
0: It's interesting to see a little bit more... In a way, Love is Blind is more realistic than a lot of these other shows because it follows them in their real lives mm-hmm. and and all that. But they don't have the cameras around all the time the way that a show like this does. And so when Natalie would talk about his temper, I think a lot of people just didn't really sympathize because what we mostly saw was him having much smaller reactions to things that she said that were annoying on camera. But then if there was a big blow-up like this, we wouldn't see it. We would
1: just hear about
0: it later.
1: Right. And with Chloe, we see see the whole, I mean, not the whole thing, I assume. This is an edited show. But we see a a good amount. Yeah. Enough to really get an idea. It's not a good look. It's a terrible look. And
0: like, I You can understand with Natalie people being like, oh, well, she is always needling him. She is always, like, not giving him the affirmation he needs. But then you just see even with someone like Chloe who gives him so much and is so sweet, it's not right. enough. He's gonna, like, the temper
1: comes out, and that's really troubling. So Shane walks into Georgia and Dom's room because I guess for some reason his stuff is in their room. I, I think it's because they all, like, they kind of switch rooms. Yeah, it's Constantly very weird. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> like, clearly, this their stuff is is ha- kind of haphazardly like, the in various rooms. the get changed? Like, I don't know, really <laughs> understand what's happening. But he's like, I'm leaving, and so this brings us right into episode eleven, in which Georgia and Dom have to try to talk Shane down. Shane and
0: Dom end up staying to talk in their room while Georgia goes to look after Chloe, who comes in and is very upset that that Shane is still throwing a tantrum, and Dom sits with Shane while Shane is like, I just, like, I'm, it's think about it. If she's with two people that quickly, like, it just doesn't. Dom is like, then what? You were with two people before her. Think about how Inez feels. And Shane laughs in this way that I think completely betrays that he does not think Inez's feelings matter as much as his. He's like, oh, Inez. <laughs> I'm like, He's like, this yeah. is about me,
1: Dom. This is about <laughs> me. Have you considered me, though, Dom? <laughs> Dom finally convinces Shane to just calm the fuck down, sleep on the decision to leave. Like, he knows that what Shane needs is some space from his own tantrum.
0: Yeah. Dom does a really good job of being like, you're fixated on this question of like, oh, she was with two people so quickly, but like, what does that actually really mean? Like, we're all in I this I love setting. Dom. Yeah, he's like, take your instinctive reaction to that out of it and think about how she actually feels about you and what you actually feel about your relationship. I was looking at Dom's
1: TikTok. (laughs) I love him so much. And he has made some really fun, funny TikToks about like labeling himself like the biggest himbo on reality TV. (laughs) He's like, I don't know what carrots are. Like, but you can just, he's he's just like a seems like a genuine, genuine sweetheart with a good emotional
0: core. Well that's the thing too is that he's he is like emotionally intelligent in certain ways that are so rare to see with men on these shows that like I was really thrown by him thinking that Alaska was a country because I was like, he just comes off as so intelligent. But, like, he does have these forms of intelligence that are important and that shine yeah, there's, in the setting. Exactly.
1: There's different forms
0: of intelligence. And himbo's, you know, it's their job to have physical and emotional intelligence, but <laughs> not perhaps, like, intellectual. <laughs>
1: Geographical <laughs> Geographical,
0: specifically. Um. So the next morning, Chloe is still not sure how things are. They slept separately. And she's like... I hadn't seen that side of him before, and it's so not cool. I, like, he was, like, attention-seeking or something. Like, there's something weird going on. Shane has this, (laughs) I can't even, like, process Shane's flips, but it is 100% making the whole end of His Love is Blind season make a lot more sense to me. This he is was his like pattern enraged the night before and now he's just like sheepish but he doesn't he's seem like, I that shaken by it either like he doesn't seem to think like oh well Chloe's not going to want to be with me anymore I really fucked up he's just like whoops like because I think he's grin, like, well, like well this like, is ugh. my
1: emotional process and he's never really been forced to change that emotional process so he's like well that's just what I do I lash out and then I have a few hours and then I'm good and everyone else should be good he's like I know what happened I got scared out my feelings I acted
0: out like I shouldn't have done that it was all my fault but he's kind of like got this shit eating sort of half grin on that it seems like yeah the weight of how badly he's acting has not quite sunk in and Chloe pulls him aside he apologizes right away he says he's scared of being heartbroken and he says it was because his feelings were just so strong, but he shouldn't have reacted like that. But his feelings were just
1: so strong. I hate <laughs> this trope so much. This is a thing that men will invoke in order to justify shitty behavior. And it is not a good, not a good justification. And we've seen what, how this plays out for Shane,
0: which is like your two options with Shane are his feelings for you are so strong that he feels entitled to emotionally abuse you with these outbursts, or he doesn't care enough to really pay attention to you or invest any effort in you. I'm like, oh. Seems like two bad options.
1: (laughs) Two bad options, same guy. And I say this as someone who really does see good qualities in Shane and have moments of affection for him. I can see why so many cool
0: women are drawn to him. I think, like, we see this with Bartise, too. There's something about the love is blind guys. They have this side to them that is their front-facing side. Their front-facing side is so appealing. Emotionally
1: open. Emotionally open. Fun. Warm.
0: Mature. And that does so well in, like, the pods, and they make it to the end, and they, like, meet their person. And then as soon as, like, real-world conflict emerges, you just see, like, Meltdown. Oh, that was hiding this really... Ugly side. Ugly side. I mean, and the, the good stuff is probably real, too. I... Yeah. I think well, Shane needs be, a are ton of therapy. Me too. I right? um, Me too. Jesus. Yeah. And <sighs> so Chloe says, you know, I have addressed what happened with Mitchell. It was a really hard decision. The hardest one I've ever made in my life. She is only like 23. And she's like, I've addressed it with you multiple times. I don't want to spend the rest of my life like treading on eggshells, not knowing if you've forgiven me. And he's like, I have. Definitely. That's
1: in the past. Let's move forward. So yeah, they're good. But time for a little table setting because Bartice later is going to have his man baby meltdown. (laughs) We knew it was coming. That morning, Bartice is like trying to hook up with Abby in bed. And of course, there are cameras in their rooms. And she's like giggling and playfully being like, there's a camera there. I'm not yeah. trying to start OnlyFans. Like just sort of like playfully. Yeah, I'm a good girl rejecting Ha-ha. him. Ha ha! I'm not. Nah.
0: So just like make a little mental note of this incident; it will become relevant. And now it's time for the like the big last chance mixer. The last
1: last chance. Nick Lachey arrives and brings with him all of the other singles. I enjoy this. I enjoy that they just get to bring back the rejected cast members multiple times. It's great fun.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it, and it clearly, I love that, like, sometimes on a show, you'll have that thought of, like, oh, maybe that person got dismissed a little too quickly. And, like, yeah. it's nice to have the option of them coming back in the mix. Colony, and sophie Diamond, Mitchell, Zay, Will, Inez, Savannah, Izzy, Calvin, and Chase, all... Strut in for a free for all. Everyone's got to try to find that match.
1: Can we talk about Inez's outfit with I her like matching? Oh my God. She's wearing like a ruffle zebra print shirt Ooh. dress and a matching headscarf headband. And they're the same print. Ugh. Ugh, it was, it was so really, good. it was so good with her I smoky eye. I was absolutely blinded by Chase's outfit.
0: He's wearing like. <laughs> short, short shorts and a
1: bucket hat. <laughs> That's obviously Chase would be a guy who's rocking a bucket hat. White. It just really makes sense. It's
0: just so funny. It really seems like taking it to the limit of just like, ha- am I so huge and, and hot that I can wear an outfit f- basically for a toddler who's, like, (laughs) going to the zoo with his family. (laughs) And, like, yes, I guess. But, like, (laughs) I I think it would have worked better for me if it were a slightly different outfit. I kept being like, oh, you're gonna gonna miss your family photos. Like, everyone's lining up in (laughs) front of the elephant exhibit. Um, So, it's time for everyone to take a shot at Francesca and Damien's relationship because... Francesca is that sort of high status person who men want to be with and women want to steal the boyfriend from. And Savannah's back, so she's ready to steal a boyfriend. Savannah's like, I know what
1: my role is. I played it once before. (laughs) I'm playing the hit. Oh, yeah. She's like,
0: he may be next to Francesca, but he's looking at me. I'm like, okay. I mean, (laughs) I love your confidence. Meanwhile, Francesca is toasting to everyone ignoring Savannah tonight. I was like, wow, extremely same energy from you guys. Matched set. (gasps) Savannah and Aunt Sophie chat with Damien, and Savannah's really flirting. She's trying to show him, get him to show off his reputedly very white ass, which I've seen, and it is pretty white.
1: It seems clear that when they get dismissed from the house, they all just get to hang out with each other. Yeah. So it seems like other people who had left were, like, Damien stripped and his ass cheeks were so white.
0: Or maybe she just heard it at the mixer.
1: Yeah, She's heard about it
0: uh, either way. She's like, for science, can I see your ass cheeks? And, (laughs) And Sophie asks when he started to feel romantic instead
1: of friendly to Francesca. And he was like, on our date here. And I was like, bullshit. Damien, we saw you feel romantic toward Francesca on Love is Blind after the altar. I'm like, first of all, baseline, every single man always
0: <laughs> feels romantic toward it's Francesca. True. But I did actually observe it with my own <laughs> eyes. You brought her as a date to a party that your girlfriend was at, and it was not just his friends. And... Savannah's like, that's funny. She tried to make me feel weird for wanting to date a friend. She tried to be harsh, but her words were neither impressing nor insulting. Damien's like, just like, oh, okay. Savannah's funny because she is gorgeous and like... She's just socially very bad. Bad. Like, she doesn't know how to play these moments. Like, she has the confidence, like, the like bullheaded confidence of like, I'm hot I can get any man. I can do it. She comes in here. And then she'll just say something like that. Where it's it just off-putting. Makes, it's off-putting. And it, like, ruins the whole vibe of the conversation. And you can tell that Damien is not, like, impressed by this. He's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm like, Kay. Damien's literally dating her. And even if That's, he wasn't, he would be like, if he I wasn't, don't it's... care. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, and it sounds boring. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's like, I wasn't
0: there for that. Like, I, I don't give a shit. I know. So Francesca is watching, fuming, insulting Savannah quietly to Carousel when Will pulls her aside to shoot his shot. He's like, what's the deal there? And she's like, I have beef with Savannah.
1: Again, Will's like, I failed once, I'm doing it again. It's
0: the last chance mixer, why not try again? She's like, I have beef with Savannah. And he's like, oh, Queen Bee. I was like, yeah, that's honestly so accurate.
1: I mean, Will is a man who understands power dynamics. He has a read on Fran. Oh, he loves that Fran is the queen bee. He's like, I see myself
0: in you. We're both alphas and we run this town. And they discuss how Francesca always used to eye fuck him in the house. And he's like, oh, this is going well. He tells her that he was too analytical in the house instead of following what he actually felt. And he has this line. He's like, I felt like there was no way you were that dope, that intelligent, that insightful and look like that. I was like, "Bullshit. She's just super manipulative." And she says, "People tend to think that about me." <laughs> and I was like, "I It is possible that if a lot of people think you're manipulative, it might not just be because you're so incredibly cool."
1: Also, you could be cool, intelligent, it's insightful and hot and also still be manipulative sometimes 100% like, these I mean, are not I think, mutually exclusive I think things. she
0: actually is probably all of those things and what's interesting is that he was like I'm looking at someone who's intelligent insightful understanding and beautiful I bet that that's just the product of her being manipulative and I'm like what <laughs> like, <laughs> do those make come sense? off do those come off from like the same way
1: no it, no, it didn't make any <laughs> sense he was just like I'm gonna this sounds right Every sure. time that it seems
0: like she's being really intelligent and understanding, she's just being super manipulative. <laughs> um, but he's like, I feel like I really know you. And Damien doesn't know you at all. And he asks her if she really feels, he's like, look at me in the eye. Do you really feel even 75% about that relationship? And she she sort of brushes him off and is like, I made a commitment to that relationship. Yeah, I'm sure. But she doesn't sound that fired
1: up about it either. It's clear that she's doubting the relationship, but also she has no intention of, like, getting yeah. with Will.
0: <laughs> right. She's, like, using the relationship to brush off Will, but she's also like, yeah, I'm in a relationship that's I have to stay in. So, please leave me alone. <laughs> For now.
1: <laughs> For, For now, another until couple later hours. tonight.
0: <laughs> so, Will decides to move on to his next perfect match, Abby, because finding a perfect match is all about Just who will have you after the person you're actually interested in shoots you down. But
1: again, Abby's a loyalty gal. So because Bartice has not told her that he's going to be out here playing the field, she's like, I'm going to have a good time tonight. But my understanding is that I'm with Bartice. So she pretty much blows Will off too. Yeah. They just take a little opportunity to gossip about how hot
0: Francesca is and how much they both like are into her. And meanwhile, Nick has decided oh to shoot God. his shot with Francesca. <laughs> this was this was truly deranged. Like Nick, yeah, Nick. Abby is like the only interest of hers who doesn't try to do, and Dom are the only ones who don't try to do a, a second run during this. <laughs> He's like the I'm conversation like, Nick, we had, shot your
1: shot like three times now, and it never
0: went well. But he still feels like he never really got a chance. He's he's like, the conversation we had night one was phenomenal. It was flirty. It was fun. It was exciting. And I'm like, I watched that conversation. And any flirty, fun, exciting feelings were entirely on one side of that conversation. <laughs> and the feelings on the other side were... Like she doesn't hate you. That she doesn't hate you. But maybe she wishes you wouldn't stand quite so close to her. I don't know. He's like, I never even had a chance. She matched too quickly. This is my moment. And he tells her that he feels like they clicked. And Francesca's like, Damien and I are solid.
1: So, even though they're absolutely they're not, not, which is amazing. <laughs> She's just like, But I don't want to be with any of you, like, idiots. Yeah,
0: God, imagine that. It, that must be the weird thing about being Francesca is like, every guy's constantly trying, trying to date you. So there is this like security in being paired. That's like, God, if I break up with him, I'm going to have to, like, it's going to be so much harder to reject all these guys who feel, like, entitled to a shot with me the minute that I'm single. (laughs) Sounds exhausting. Can't tell you how cool it was to be single for, like, three years and have absolutely no one care. (laughs) (laughs) So relatable, Claire. So relatable to me. (laughs) So after this conversation, he's like, uh, I think she was giving me flirty eyes. Terminal no. inability to read women has no Truly, idea. Truly, she what was they're not. Thinking. She was absolutely not giving him flirty eyes. I love watching men have that delusion that a woman being polite to them is flirty. Means they're into them. Out.
1: Oh, it's incredible. Even as they're saying, I'm in this other relationship yeah. and it's solid. He's like, that is promising for me.
0: Izzy swoops in and puts out a bit of a feeler because she was involved with Nick for a very brief time on the show. And he's like, I'm just between Elsie and Francesca right now. Just choosing between my two little (laughs) options, Elsie and Francesca, who would probably not cross the street to say hello to me. She (laughs) saw me around town. She's like, oh, I'm not in there. And he's like, the timing. It was the timing that was wrong. You understand, of course. Like, what timing? (laughs) They're all on the same timing. (laughs) Chase is feeling pretty sure. About something himself, which is that Damien and Francesca's relationship is bullshit. And he's here in his bucket hat to test this relationship. He sits her down. Look, Chase he truly feels looks so like... much like a little kid at a picnic table, <laughs> but just like giant. It's
1: so true. <laughs> I'm so struck by Chase because Chase seems so sure that he is like the world's preeminent expert on Francesca. And he has like, his own no little nickname for her. He calls her Frankie. Yeah. I think that's in too hot to handle world. I think a lot of them do.
0: Yeah, but like on this show, it ends up coming off as this signifier oh, of I intimacy. Know her. I know Frankie. It's I true. know her type, and I'm sure that they are friends from the show and like have known each other for a while. But he, the way that it takes so little for men to think that they understand the totality of a woman's right selfhood, like we've already seen, will be like, I know who you are. Chase now is like, I know who you are. Nick is like, I know that you're giving me flirty eyes. No, Chase is like, truly like, I am the keeper of knowledge about Francesca's soul. It's so weird. He's like, I don't think you seem like the type to date someone like Damien. And with this very
1: cold face, she says, he's amazing. And Chase is like, uh-huh. <laughs> but what if, what if we could be a perfect match? And Francesca is, looks at him as though he has four heads. She's like, you? <laughs> what? I can't believe even Chase is shooting his shot. Like, hasn't he had a million opportunities he's if also he's actually like, interested actively, in her? Actively mean to Fran and talking shit about her the whole time.
0: Yeah. Like they they have like a long, too hot to handle universe history. And like now at the end of this random show, he he even can't take it seriously. He's like laughing the whole time he says it to her. Yeah, she's probably like, what producer put you up to this?
1: Like, what what are you doing?
0: (laughs) And after this conversation, he's, he's like, my theory is that Francesca is the real villain and she just knows how to charm people enough to get what she wants. I don't think that Frankie's type is Damien and she just took it too far this time. And I will say, I think that it is totally within the realm of possibility that he's right based on what I've seen of Francesca. But... I don't know if I want to take Chase's
1: word for it either. (laughs) Yeah. He's got these little theories. Chase also has like a very cold read on everyone. And I think there's probably some truth to that. Like, I don't really think Damien is the best fit for Francesca. I don't think they're the best fit for each other. I think that maybe she did get a little swept up in it. At the same time, she seems to have genuine affection for him. And also a genuine feeling of conflict about whether they could work. Like, I don't think it's quite so cold-hearted.
0: But that conflict is about to come to an end. The battle between yes, Damien, no Damien is about to be fought in Francesca's
1: mind. This was interesting to me.
0: Yeah, this this
1: interaction. I
0: didn't see this coming. Damien, I do think Damien maybe overplayed his hand a little bit because at the beginning of the night, Francesca even says, like, I'm definitely matching with Damien. And then Damien decides that it's time to make things more official than that. Take those good relationship vibes he's feeling from Francesca and make them official. So he takes her upstairs. There are rose petals scattered on the bed. There's champagne. He asks her to be his girlfriend.
1: She immediately starts uh, weeping, basically, because she feels so bad.
0: Yeah. She's like, there's no one else here for me. But I didn't want to leave with anyone I wasn't 100% certain of. And I don't know if we would work outside the house. And he's like, well, I already wanted to commit to you outside of the house. And she says, but why? What do you even like about me? You like that I'm attractive, but we were so bad in that compatibility challenge and we don't sit down and have deep conversations. I don't think we know each other deep down. I found this so interesting. I did not see this coming at all. I was like, this is an incredibly, it seems to me like accurate assessment of not only this relationship, but probably a lot of relationships she's found herself in. Yes. And yet it came so late. I was like, yeah, you were just kind of bobbing along, and then all of a sudden you're just like blinding clarity. Like, you don't even have conversations with me. You don't even know what kind of person I am.
1: Fran is someone who is like a consummate reality TV star. She's like, some of this is fun. We're playing the game. We're seeing it through. And there's a difference. Like, she takes it seriously, when she actually chooses to be in a real relationship with someone, which is what Damien is now suggesting. And then she's like, wait, why? (laughs) What do you like about me other than you think I'm hot? Yeah, there is this way in which we've
0: seen this relationship and other relationships play out where she knows, like Chase sort of said, that she can use her looks and her sex appeal and her charm to get whichever guy or girl she wants to match with on the show. But she also wants in a real relationship for it to be deeper than that. And so it's yeah. kind of hard because we only see her on the show and we don't really know her as a whole person. Is it just that she's like, well, I'm here to play this game. So I'll just use those superficial things to keep things going for myself the whole time. But I know how to build a relationship when that's what I'm actually doing. Or is it that she wants the deeper relationship, but she's always it's always been so easy to get into relationships just through the superficial things that she keeps finding herself like caught in them and then Mm -hmm. in retro retrospectively being like oh once again I'm with the guy who just thinks I'm hot and doesn't know anything about me you know what I mean like is it just the lacking of the skill to bridge
1: that gap or is it Like you said, she's just playing this game because she's on TV. It's it's hard to tell, and it's probably somewhere in between, right? All of these people are complete people. They're complicated. We don't know them. But I think this sort of gets to, like, this conversation got to part of why, even though there are a lot of things Fran does that I'm like, "Eh, that's not cool. I don't love that. I do find her to be a really interesting character yeah. and I'm I'm kind of this fascinated was by her. This my favorite Francesca moment. Me too. I series. thought that this, this spoke really well for her. It was just like this biting accuracy of like, let's take a beat. Like, I see how you see me. Have you really checked in and have you really thought about yeah. what we have with each other? And it was just, it, it was rough for Damien. And it wasn't totally accusatory.
0: Like, she wasn't even no. just like, you only care about my look. She was like, we didn't do good in that compatibility challenge. We don't talk to each other. No, it
1: it wasn't mean. It wasn't, because I do actually think she has respect for Damien and know that Damien cares for her. Like, I, I don't think that it was meant to be cruel. Yeah. But I think it was more of a challenge of like, yeah, we don't, like she's like, I yeah. don't think I know you deep down either. And when, we haven't gotten there. And, she's and like, he does I mean, accept it when she says,
0: like, what do you even like about me? He tries to say, like, what don't I like about you? And it's like, Damien, that's not. I realize he was blindsided, but it's also like that's kind of exactly the point. Is just that you're blinded by this pedestal you have put her on. But what is a specific thing you like about her? Right. And he does respect it. He he's like, I get it. Fair enough. And They head downstairs. Francesca says goodbye. She says that she wants to go text her ex, but she probably shouldn't. Spoiler, seems like she did, because they (laughs) are back together. Um, And Carousel comes back from saying goodbye to her, a little emotional. And Savannah's like, why are you crying? It's probably for the best.
1: Again, Savannah. Read the room. Read the fucking room, girl. Like, Carousel and Francesca are
0: best friends. Can she conceive of the fact that Carousel and Francesca might be good friends, even though Savannah does not personally like Francesca? It's like, she can't. She can't. She can't understand other people having different... (laughs) Experiences. experiences. (laughs) And then Damon comes over to say his goodbyes, and now Savannah's sad. She's like, wait, what? You? I'm like, Savannah,
1: why are you crying? probably for the best oh sigh <laughs> this brings us to oh, something that i was truly excited to talk about this is wild bartice's
0: i don't even want to say heel turn because his it's time on the show the has been a series Bartise. of small heel
1: turns <laughs> this is just like another one of bartice's very telling of his t- true character yeah moments. one of his
0: moments of ingloriousness he starts out the night with abby he basically told her he was feeling pretty sure about things, feeling really good about about their connection. Then Izzy pulls Barty aside. Izzy is someone that he had gone on a date with, but then he at the last no, they minute they didn't even they didn't, they didn't go even on go on
1: a date. He just had convinced her kind of out of nowhere to reject her two other options right. and match with him and right. then immediately turned around like, the next day right? and eliminated her. <laughs> right. No, you're right. He matched with her,
0: and then he, at the last minute on the next Mixer night, matched with Inez out of nowhere. And <laughs> she is ready to forgive and forget. She pulls him aside. He tells her things are really fun and comfortable with Abby. And Izzy feels like there's unfinished business. She wants to talk through what happened. She says it was hard to feel like they were in things together. And then have him suddenly pick someone else out of nowhere. And he's like, so I killed your feeling that we'd be good together. And she's like, no, if that were the case, I wouldn't be sat here right now. And he's like, oh, so I still have a Bart- shot. He
1: loves nothing more than a woman who never gets mad at him, even if he does shitty things. Yeah. And
0: suddenly he's like, wow, Izzy is so beautiful and pleasant and mature. And she's handling this really maturely. And she's not coming at me guns blazing. And based on that, I'm really not sure who to pick now. Oh, my God. So,
1: Bartiz is like, guess it's time to talk to Abby. The Bartiz story is truly a story of,
0: like, how do I balance, like, the hotness and relative likeliness of this person to get mad at me for every woman I've talked to most recently? And he's like,
1: Abby has already kind of gotten mad at me. And Izzy, maybe should have been mad at me and apparently is no, isn't. So. She'll take a lot of shit. Like,
0: let's see how far I can push her. So he goes to talk to Abby in his little interview. And he's, he's like, I'm playing a game. I just got to figure out which head I'm thinking with. I'm like, Bartiz, you think you're oh. coming off so cool right now? You look like a dick. Um, He tells Abby that he is addressing his history with Izzy in these conversations. And she's like, okay, but like, what are you thinking? Where are we at? And he says, highly likely I'm thinking of you.
1: And Abby knows what this means, to her credit. She is inflexible, but, like, we all know what this means.
0: Yeah. And, like, look, (laughs) to have spent your night shooting down other guys and swerving them because you thought that you were Committed. in a good place. Yeah, you thought that you had an understanding with someone and then to find out that they were actually entertaining all comers. That's infuriating. She's like I shot down all these guys for you based on you assuring me that we were good and now you're backtracking. She's like I don't like that you can switch up that fast. And then she starts sort of smiling in pure rage and she's like you're going to look like such a dick.
1: Oh, I loved this moment. And this, he does this wild, just like emotional turn, which Bartise can do. He turns cold and cruel immediately. Yeah.
0: He says, I don't care about how I look. I care about how I feel right now. You're concerned about how you look. That's how you are. That's how you came in from your other show. Oh, I can look a certain way. My mom's so mad at me. My sister's going to have a certain opinion of me. And now you're here, and he's like, trust me. I was like, don't tell this woman trust to trust you as you're, like, diagnosing her based on knowing her for 36 oh, hours. He's so unpleasant. Oh, every part of this response. I was like, I'm sure that, like, you're feeling like you're not doing anything wrong, and she's coming at you. And sh- now she's being like you're going to look like a dick. And you know what? You can stop at the first sentence of your reply to her. Exactly. I don't care about how I look. I care about how I feel. I need to make the right the decision for me. The end. The end. He has to turn no. the finger back and he be like, be this like shows you're, you're a bad person.
1: person. Yeah. Oh, he's so despicable. And
0: there's nothing he loves more than deciding what kind of person a woman is and then giving
1: her a little lecture about it. We've seen it with Nancy. We've seen it with Inez. This is his specialty. Yeah. It's, mm, it's so nice. And Abby, to her credit, clocks exactly what this motherfucker is doing. And she's like, so calmly responds to him, unrattled. She's like, wow. So now you're using my words against me and weaponizing things that I told you in confidence. And then she just looks at him and goes, yikes. Yeah.
0: That is an ugly Look, especially like to try to frame her as this superficial image conscious person based off of confiding in him that, you know, it was hard to have her family watch presumably 20 somethings. And it, she's worried about that. Like, that's her family. Like, <laughs> to turn that into her being like image obsessed. No, she cares about what her family thinks about her. That's right, just it's normal. Okay that's what humans me- do
1: and also humans especially like humans on reality tv often make decisions that are slightly different than what they would do if there weren't cameras there for good reason because yeah. the impact is not the same yeah it's just like, that is that is actually makes sense you probably should be thinking about how you're going to impact people other than yourself, yeah, and and yourself by acting in certain ways on TV, whatever. Yeah. I find it weird that what he's basically signaling here is like I don't care what anyone
0: thinks about me, and I'm, right. I don't. I think he thinks that's actually a very healthy attitude, and it's not. Like, maybe I you think you care more. I think it's good to care, for example, about what your family thinks of you, especially or, if you want to have a good relationship. With Or what the women that them. you're dating think of the you? The women you're dating, your friends. Like, it's good to have a community of people that you care what they think about you. That's actually not some sort of embarrassingly shallow trait, Bartiz. <laughs> it shows oh that you God. care
1: about your impact on other people. Exactly. Impact. This brings us right into episode 12, which be- which is the finale, which begins with another replay of Bartiz's fuckery, because we got to see it twice. Yeah. <sighs> and so, she ends up
0: telling him, basically, you're just not who I thought you were. That's disappointing. And I'm like, yeah, you're not who I thought you were. The Bartise story. That is his How memoir. many times
1: will we see a woman have this realization about Bartise? Like I thought you were a nice mature guy and it turns out you're a dick. It just over and over and over again. Ultimately, she leaves the ha- she decides to leave the house. Yeah. But
0: not before a little bit more. <laughs> it's oh my God. A, it's an exciting departure.
1: Izzy comes up to chat with Bartice. And he does such a spin job on her. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, she's upset that that
0: we're talking and that I you know I'm interested in you and <sighs> crazy. And Izzy, I also felt like I mean Izzy's young. She's like 22. She's like 22. And she just got Bartice by being like the cool girl. She was like, I don't care that oh, you fucked me over. We're good. She's
1: really playing. And the so chill, you can cool see girl.
0: how she is, yeah, she is like happy to embrace that role and be like, Abby doesn't need to overreact like this. Like, Bartice did this to me and, and I was okay with it. And I'm like, that is not the flex you think it is, is he? <laughs> like, you're young. You don't know that yet, but that's not the flex you think it is. Oh.
1: <sighs> As Abby is saying her goodbyes, we get a little bit more clarity on what she actually told Bartice. Um, First, she tells all of her buds that Bartise is a shithead. A shithead. I mean, accurate. She's like, we were and wrong she, about him, I think. I think he actually sucks. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and everyone's <laughs> shocked because, again, remember, no one had seen him on Love is Blind yet. Also, Abby is... Explaining to some of the other women, she's like, he weaponized my words against me because I told him that I cared what my mom and sister think, and that's why I didn't want to have sex with him on camera. That I, is what he's using as evidence that she's a bad person. That is she so didn't violating. Want to fuck him on camera. the The idea
0: of taking her reasoning for not wanting to have sex with him on camera and being like, that's not only invalid; it's actually a sign of your poor character is so manipulative and cruel. I was disgusted and nasty. by this. I was like whatever she said to you to not have to have sex with you on camera is something she shouldn't even have had to say. Like if she resisted at all hooking up, Fair. you should have just fucking left it there and exactly. instead she has to explain to you that she doesn't want her mom and sister to see her sleeping with you and then you're like not that's not a good enough reason actually it just shows you're a bad person. Are you fucking he's, kidding me?
1: He's That's disgusting. disgusting. And Abby to the camera is like, I feel like Bartice was almost gaslighting me. Um, and she says, my issue with him was not that he talked to another woman. It's that he completely changed his narrative to me. And then she says, what a prick. Yeah. I mean, this is the <laughs> this thing. We really like Abby. Lots of people have
0: managed to handle this in a way that caused pretty minimal upset. Because the show is about matching and rematching. And I'm like, somehow, Bartiz, every time, it's a drama with you because you make women feel like things are going really good and
1: you want to stick things out with them. Because he's not honest, because he wants all of his options and he wants to have complete control of Everyone around him at all times, specifically women. And now you just come off like a guy that you can't let out of your sight for
0: five minutes because he'll decide he's in love with someone else he ran into at the deli counter or <laughs> while he was getting his car valeted. Or... And then when
1: you're upset about it, he will turn it against you. Yeah.
0: It's like, oh, I'm Seems sorry, fun I'm not allowed to, to, to talk to other women. So Izzy and Bartiz match. He's like, I should have picked you from the beginning. That was my mistake. Oh. If he had picked her from the beginning, she would have still been long gone by this point. Oh,
1: absolutely. Bartiz is also like, yeah, it's just unfortunate that there's been a casualty in the mix. Abby. Abby the Abby. casualty. One of his Jesus. line of casualties.
0: The rest of the visiting singles head out and Nick and Elsie, Shane and Chloe, Georgia and Dom and Carousel and Joey match. So Izzy is the only person who, like, successfully disrupts a couple at this mix.: Shocker.
1: Bartiz is the only one willing to entertain this shit. I know. <laughs> Put another way.
0: Yeah. Bartiz is the only weak one. The rest of the singles leave, and now it's time for last chance dates. Every couple gets some sort of outdoor date activity, hiking, rainforest tram ride, jet skiing, etc., I think Joey and Carousel just stand under a gazebo. That seems to be their Just like a, gor- their date. a gorgeous
1: jungle lookout, like on a cliff I or mean, something. I mean, it's beautiful,
0: but it's not much of an activity. I was no, like, it's just maybe a they setting. did another activity first. They
1: probably did something else because yeah. it seems like all of them, ha- every couple has a little vignette set up for them where they yeah. have to have like a state of the union talk about their relationship. And I just want to say that it was hilarious to me the different (laughs) levels of niceness of these little
0: (laughs) vignettes. That's so true. Izzy and Bartiz are just like on a blanket in the dirt.
1: (laughs) And so are Elsie and Nick, basically. At least they get to look at a waterfall. But like, yeah, just want like a single or two thin blankets just right on the jungle ground. Romance. (laughs) So they have this chat about
0: whether they think they're a perfect match. Elsie and Nick and Izzy and Martiz's dates are, like, ludicrous because they barely know each other. This is both of the couple's first date with each other. And Elsie and Nick, we see first, they see potential with each other, but they live in different states. It's still so new for them. Nick doesn't want to be in a long-distance relationship with. that's also a new relationship. He's like, I can't say for sure that Elsie is his perfect match. Also, the body language between them is so...
1: She's, she's just, like,
0: giggly and, like, excited and facing him. And he keeps, like, letting her look at him, but, like, staring off in the distance and, like, not he's really barely reacting interested. much to what she's saying. No. Like, she's talking about how into him she is, and he's just, like,
1: looking off, looking sort of uninterested. <laughs> I was like, Nick. Yeah. He is not into this. Izzy and Bartise, they seem more on the same page. They're just yeah. like, this is... We we have interest, but... yeah we're probably not each other's only match. (laughs) They're doing, like, basic, basic biographical and first date questions. Yes, we are in the final five, and... Where do you live? Where do you live?
0: (laughs) And she asks when he wants to have kids, and he says between 30 and 32. Every time this comes up, I'm enraged, because he's always talking about how he loves older women, and he wants to start a family at 32. And I'm like... So do you love older women? Like, how are you going to deal with the fact that their biological clock might no, be on he's a slightly gonna date, different
1: schedule? It honestly, it makes more sense with Izzy, who's 22. No,
0: that's the thing. He, with the older women, I'm like, you're just going to waste their time <laughs> and then eventually actually start a family
1: with, like, an Izzy.
0: They agree that it would be a long distance. She's in Manchester. He's in Dallas. And she says, in the house, you're my perfect match, but you're not, like, necessarily my... I can't say that you're my overall perfect match like in the world and he agrees.
1: Shane and Chloe have a a more substantive date. They're on a beach seems nicer than sitting in the dirt and Shane is very positive. He's like, I definitely want to keep dating Chloe after the show. He says for the first time in his life, he feels like he could really be himself in a relationship and Chloe is like definitely into it and open to dating him after the show but also is like, let's address your absolute tantrums. Yeah. that's a concern for me. I
0: maybe don't want to be in a relationship with someone who has uncontrolled anger issues. And she says, you know, sometimes you don't handle situations in the best way. And like what happened the other night, if that happens in the outside world, it's not going to end well. She is a full decade younger than him. And it's like, she is... Teaching him the basics of communication in a relationship. It's truly wild. And he's like, yes, I need to work on it. But also, like, you know, we're in this like h- really high stress environment. And like that's basically why I'm I am that way. But also I will work on it, but like it's not my fault.
1: <laughs> Classic. And I'm like, Shane,
0: everyone else is in this high stress environment. And it's
1: only you and Bartise who so. are melting down. And like,
0: honestly, he's the only one melting down. Bartise's issues are
1: a little bit more that he it's turns different. cold and nasty. <laughs> Shane is the only one who's having tantrums. Fully has tantrums. But Chloe is is a really generous gal. She really is. And she's like, you know, everyone has imperfections. I don't want to get hurt. But when I'm with you, I feel like a princess. And, you know, you're perfect for me. Like your flaws are like, what my... make
0: you perfect. For example, yeah. when you scream
1: at me, that makes you perfect. I was like Chloe, this is a me. very, very, very generous reading.
0: And then she's like, "Now put a baby in me."
1: Maybe not now. I, I want to caution. I wouldn't do that right now. I would hold off on that for until you break up.
0: Like just wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, you broke up. I guess now you don't have to have that conversation. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Georgia and Dom have a yachting date, and. He says that she's his best friend and she's like, "Your My
1: family's gonna love you. They're just having a little love fest here. Everything is looking. Yeah. They know that they're super long distance, but they're both like jet setting influencers and they're like, Let's try to make it work.
0: Joey and Carousel uh, have their little gazebo date. And this is just an opportunity for them to get engaged.
1: It's so cute. I was. I was shocked by this.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, because Joey kept being like, I don't know if I really want that nine to five lifestyle in my personal or professional lives.
1: And like maybe I'll never get married. Part of the fun of a new reality show is that you don't know the structure. And I was like, I didn't even think an engagement was an option on this show. So Engagement it really is took always by surprise. I, yeah, I should have known better. Claire. I've <laughs> watched a lot of Bachelor in Paradise. I've seen how that has escalated over the years. And he says that she's his best friend. That's
0: two people who found their best friends. Zach Shawcross <sighs> is so jealous right That's now. so sweet. Carousel says she would choose Joey every day until the day she dies if she could. And Joey's like, baby, you sure can. Gets on one knee. Carousel looks shocked whips out the ring and asks her to marry him. And she says yes. And then she's like, did you ask my dad? And Joey's like, yes, I just called him.
1: It's really cute. It's also clear that they've met each other's parents at some point. Yeah. Because later on during the credit sequence, we see Joey FaceTiming his mom with Carousel. And she's like, hi, Dee. Dee." (laughs) It's really cute. I really want to know if they're still together.
0: I know. I'm dying to know if they're still together. So after the engagement, it's time for the the finale, like the the final judgment. So they set up, like they staged the reunion, like sofas and stuff for everyone in the backyard of the villa. All the singles come back and the five final couples sit kind of centrally to be judged. And (laughs) when Izzy and are announced, Colony is like, what? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: abby leans over and she's like i know it's sociopathic Uh, so they have a little kind of spill the tea mansplain men and women tell all moment before they vote i was unsatisfied by this i was like i want
0: more tea it yeah i agree there's there's a little bit of hard stuff but mostly it's just people being like but they're great i don't know the thing is
1: all these people are good friends
0: yeah for sure and so we start with Izzy and Bartise. Bartise admits, like, yeah, he fucked Izzy over at first, but... She was she, chill. She was chill about it and, like, mature about it. And she didn't, like, slap me. So now we're together. Couldn't be happier. Abby says, 30 minutes before they matched, he was telling me that he wanted to end the night with me. Fran is also like, yeah, he also switched up on Izzy for Nez earlier. So, like, I'm not so sure about this pairing. But Chase is there to stand up for an underappreciated man. He's like, this just sounds like a lot of resentment for no reason. This is, we're all here to switch up. And like,
1: I also like that the rest of the cast, everyone's like, we put no stock in anything Chase says. Chase is like an in person troll. They're all just like, you're just saying shit to get a reaction. Yeah, they're like, we don't even take you seriously. Yeah, don't feed the trolls, people. (laughs) Nick Lachey asks each couple if they think they're a perfect match after their little segment. Are Izzy and Bartiz a perfect match? No.
0: I I think this is so funny because it's like, so why are you here? Like, you were supposed to leave if you didn't have a perfect match.
1: Yeah, I feel like they should have been able to just, like, weed these people out. I don't know. (laughs) Like, I felt like Nick was a little bit like,
0: oh, you were supposed to leave if you didn't have a perfect match. Like, okay, I guess you just wanted to stay to the finale. Fine. Uh, Nick and Elsie go next. And... Nick is just, like, so impressed with himself for being back. And he's like, "I think we, like, have really grown. like, we made it through the biggest test of matching for the second time after the
1: other singles were brought back in. And like, now he's... we're just good. and Fran, helpfully, is like, "Well, Nick did fully make a pass at me the other night. And Nick is like, I mean, we like had a conversation like, I don't even know I don't even know what making a pass is Nick,
0: Nick, Nick. You tried to match Nick. with her.
1: Like Nick. come on. <laughs> come on, bud. You shot your shot with Francesca like four times. You didn't know you were doing it. <laughs> it's very convenient for you. <laughs> Those were all just
0: conversations. Are they a perfect match? They agree that they are not at this point. Chloe and Shane go next, and Mitch weighs in on this relationship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Mitch, who has lost his entire fully lost his
0: voice. He's been partying too hard with the singles. He's like, I don't know about this. Shane and I are very similar people, so I don't know if I see them together. I'm not buying it. And Chloe's like, counterpoint, Mitch, uh, I think you guys are very different. For example, you told me you couldn't see me in your future and that I have to wait, like, possibly up to 15 years
1: to have (laughs) sex with you, so... Seems different. It seems a little different to me. She's like, this man says he wants a relationship and you actively said you don't so that's a there's a difference it's also funny like
0: he just clearly doesn't want to believe that they're a match because you can either say like oh i don't think they're a match because he's so different from me and i'm clearly the kind of guy she goes for or if you're very similar you can be like oh well clearly she needed someone different from me so they can't right. be a good match and <laughs> it's like That's all just, like, perspective-based. Like, it doesn't necessarily say much about compatibility. It's just how you want to look at it. Also, not to be judgmental of Mitch's choices, but (laughs) I do find it odd. A lot of people who plan to wait until marriage to have sex marry too early to have sex and, like, maybe be better if they waited for their marriages, but it makes a lot of sense. Most people want to, like, start having sex with their partner it is a little weird to me that he's like I'm going to wait to marriage until I have sex and I will wait until I'm like late 30s maybe to do that. <laughs> I'm like do you do you want to? Like
1: what I also what's just feel like on? you're not going it's going to be a hard sell especially if you want to date women who are sexually active.
0: It's definitely going to be a hard sell, but it also is making me question whether he wants to or like if maybe there is some as- issue going on. Maybe
1: he's or maybe he's just asexual and right. doesn't want to admit it. Which would be 100% valid. If I were Chloe, I would be like,
0: I'm going to wait 15 years to have sex with someone who's happy to wait 15 of his adult years to have sex. What's my guarantee that then I'm going to get the four times a week of sex that I'm expecting? Yeah, Chloe
1: loves sex. Four times a week is the bare minimum. She should not be with someone
0: who is happily waiting until he's almost 40 to have sex. Bad idea.
1: So are Chloe and Shane a perfect match? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: I don't see it. yeah, I think they're going to have a fun up, but three months.
1: Exactly, uh, which brings us to Dom
0: and Georgia. <laughs> Dom and Georgia are Who like are so
1: sweet. They're just good people.
0: They and Joey and Carousel are like they're like kind of the golden couple. Like Joey and Carousel are like the messy, the messy Joey and Carousel couple are the most the real couple,
1: but they're not the golden.
0: Dom and Georgia are like the ideal reality show couple
1: because they're also just individually really good friends to a lot of other people in the house. Yeah, and they're very very even-keeled people. Their relationship has had no real bumps. They talk
0: about how they've been tested a lot, but it's mostly just people trying to get with them and then each of them being like, "No, thank you." So they they've maintained this very even, steady relationship in the house. And she, you know, talks about how he was with Fran initially and Francesca gives her seal of approval to the relationship. Chase, on the other hand, (laughs) does not think they are a match.
1: Resident troll Chase has to weigh in. Too many people are liking these two. He's like, I'm calling bullshit on this entire
0: relationship. Like, Hugh, Dom, you were with someone else, and then, like, right away, you were with Georgia, and, like, it doesn't... Meanwhile, he was defending Bartise, switching up like, 17 times, and he's (laughs) like, this doesn't feel real to me, because you switched one time. He's like, but Bartise's relationship definitely very real it's so real i bet izzy and bartiz are married now <laughs> and georgia loses it she's like the fact that you actually thought i was going to pick you after how many people in here you embarrassed and lied to and scammed you're so not genuine i could not trust you and Chase is like, this who cares like it's not about <laughs> that i just wanted to say
1: some shit like also georgia's australian accent when she delivers zingers like this is just so pleasing <sighs> I, I can't her her do accent. it properly, I but it. I like, w- I'm like thinking about
0: it in I'm my head. I'm not even going to try. That was my favorite part of the cliché and rap segment was her doing her rap in her Australian accent. Same.
1: She's. I love her voice.
0: <laughs> in a house full of males, you have the greatest the sickest, nails. The seekest <laughs> nails. Seekest. Are they a perfect match? Yes. Duh. Joey and Carousel, Nick Lachey's favorite East Coast blue-collar kids.
1: He just says this so many times about them. <laughs>
0: and it's so true. It is funny how, like, they do just clearly come from the same sort of background yeah. and how well they, like, mesh. Um, it's like a mini Jersey Shore. It's cute. On the show. He says that he had abandonment issues coming into the show that caused him to have guard up, but Carousel changed his life. And Carousel says she can't live without this man. She's like, I want you all to hear this. I can't live without him. This is my person.
1: She's like, Joey is always making these big declarations of love. Now it's my turn. Meanwhile, Chloe is so into this declaration of love that she turns and goes, I'm horny. Everything makes you (laughs) horny, Chloe. Everything makes you horny. And I respect it. I too remember being 23
0: uh chase admits once and for all that he doesn't think carousel is a one out of ten kisser he's like she's 10 out of 10 joey's a lucky man like i love them both and Francesca's Fran is like,
1: like chase being nice that's
0: so weird <laughs> it is weird uh they
1: announced that they're engaged and everyone everyone's is so, happy. so happy they're all like crying for them it's really beautiful are they a perfect match? Obviously, fuck yes. This is my soulmate. This is my future husband. Again, we're recording this a week before these final episodes drop, so we don't know if they're still together. I'm dying to know. Yeah. After this, everyone goes into the boardroom to vote on who they think the per- the perfect match is, and it's Dom and Georgia. I was one by one vote. So are they? They yeah. were shocked. You could tell their reactions were so genuine. It
0: was one of those moments where I was like, "Well, what? What was the standard? Like, they were given this prize to award, and there was no like rubric. There was no even general. It was just like, who do you like better? That's sort of how too right. ought to handle. It was just sort of a popularity contest because the. Th- I can't imagine looking at these couples and being like, Dom and Georgia are more likely to stay together than Joey and Carousel.
1: Yeah, just
0: zero. Like, to me, I was I look at Dom and Georgia. If I found out they were still together today, I would be like, whoa,
1: really? <laughs> well, they're nice we, together, but like... We can discuss this because I can tell you fairly definitively that they are not. Yeah, and that doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. I really like them
0: together, but...
1: Me too. I think they're great. I actually see why they won because they are such like lovely people and their relationship has been really lovely. Uh Joey and Carousel are are messier. I also think it was clear that it was very close. Yeah. And I bet if they were I I wonder how it would have gone down if the only two options were Joey and Carousel or Dom and Georgia. Clearly yeah. a couple of people voted for Chloe, Chloe and, Shane. and Shane, which is wild to me.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> I I would hope that even Chloe and Shane would have been humbled a little bit after that epic fight because before that, they were like, Joey and Carousel, whatever, Dom and Georgia, whatever. I think we're actually the most compatible couple in the house. And then it all just came like
1: crashing down. Yeah. Um, So as I said, we are talking about this a week before these episodes drop. We don't know the status of these couples. Um, We maybe will have to do a little... A, little, A updates, little update gossip episode yeah. at some point. It does seem like Dom
0: and Georgia aren't together. Dom
1: and Georgia are not together. It seems like Georgia is... In the time since this show filmed in March 2022, she has gotten together with Harry Jousey, broken up with Harry Jousey, and is back together with Harry Jousey, who is Francesca's ex.
0: Yeah, the, the man Yikes. of the infamous ring pop proposal that i think
1: i would uh, Jordan deserves better i'm not impressed with harry
0: i (sighs) i yes i i i would prefer for no one i like to end up with harry
1: exactly
0: uh and i think it's unclear if chloe and shane are together but they don't follow each other on instagram And And
1: Chloe is clearly dating someone. Her current partner did, like, multiple Valentine's Day setups for her. We saw, like, an arm. To me, it didn't look like Shane's arm. It didn't look like Shane's. I'm gonna guess it's not Shane. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed for Chloe. (laughs) I really want... I need need Chloe and Georgia to have good things in their life. Um, Joey and Carousel have been very coy. No hints. Yeah. They do follow each other. They've been at the same events and not posted with each other. Guess we will know when the show drops. I would actually be surprised if they broke up, which to
0: me is a sign really that they should together. have been a perfect match. Uh, they definitely could have broken up. They clearly have a history of breaking up when they're not confined to a house together. But I don't know. I just
1: have a good feeling about them. I really... Don't I, prove me wrong. I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for them. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, as mentioned before francesca got back together with her ex who is like a tick like a major tick
1: tock or yeah, jesse sullivan. he's like a major tick tocker jesse sullivan he tick about his experience being a trans dad and i guess they had met like through TikTok tock stuff way before perfect match had dated and then broke up because francesca had visa issues and got stuck in vancouver for four months and couldn't come back into the states yeah. and the distance. They and now are quite
0: serious. yeah, and now
1: they're very serious. They're planning on getting engaged. They live together, to
0: so hopefully to if we get more updates, uh, maybe we'll we'll do another quick uh hit on that soon. Um, but yeah. final thoughts, Emma, on this series.
1: It was a real monster to recap, but honestly, <laughs> I loved this show. I think it's really fun. I thought it worked fairly well. I really enjoyed seeing that crossover content. I think that Netflix is good at kind of having its finger on the pulse. And this sort of crossover is happening on social media anyway. And so I think it is very smart to harness that, keep people in the Netflix family, keep that content refillable, and deliver us a great new dating show. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: I think this show has helped me like clarify some of my own preferences in dating shows because there's so much it does really well. And there's stuff that I'm just like, oh, they're doing this really well. But I think I actually do prefer a more structured show. Mm-hmm. I think I do prefer a show that has like a ritual or like a ceremony that marks like the end of an episode. You know, I, I like them all having to line up and like make an announcement but it was interesting that they tried something that felt much more casual, much more like you're watching people at a bar and, like, seeing who they decide to go home with. Oh,
1: yeah, you're watching Last Call.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a really <laughs> fascinating concept. And I think for me, it ends up feeling a little shapeless, and I like mm-hmm. the mental structure of some of those more formal elements. But I love that they tried all these different things, and so many parts of the show were fascinating, and they extracted a lot of really interesting psychodrama between some of the contestants and on the whole i think it was a success i hope they
1: do it again i think they definitely will and i'm very curious to see to see what it looks like and how it evolves and on that note that is it for this episode of Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon
0: and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer.
1: If you like Love to See It, please remember to follow us wherever you get your podcasts, rate us five stars and leave a review. And of course, spread the word to all of your friends about our show. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at love to see it Pod and Instagram at claireandemmapod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Claire e. Fallon, And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back next week. <laughs>